Good afternoon, I'm Colton Moore. This is And One More Thing. It is Thursday afternoon. And this is my daily drive home. Getting to you a little bit later in the drive today. We might have a little short session. I don't know. We'll see what uh, hits the mind. What feels right to talk about today. I uh, just came through a lot of rain. So that's why... Pardon me. So I'm getting on here a little bit later today. Of course, by the time it gets posted, you won't know what time it is anyway. But just filling you in, let you know how it goes. Obviously, you just heard me yawn. I'm a little bit sleepy this afternoon, so I figured it better be a good idea to get on here and talk a little bit. Help me stay awake. Tonight is the night, folks. You've been waiting since February. It's opening night. NFL football is officially here. We've got the reigning Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles, taking on the uh, perennial good team, it seems like. They're good all the time now, the Atlanta Falcons. You've got Foles and company with Jay Ajayi, Zach Ertz. I don't know anybody else on that team besides Carson Wentz, but he won't be playing. Taking on Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Devontae Adams. Not Devontae Adams, Devontae Freeman. Goodness, I just ruined that whole thing. Sorry about that. And I've got Freeman in one of my fantasy leagues. I've got uh, Alshon Jeffrey in another one, but like I said, he is out till at least week three. Which is a little bit frustrating. I didn't know that whenever I uh, picked him up in a fantasy league. I have picked Philadelphia to win tonight in the Pick'em League at work. And uh, here it goes. I'm so excited. It's my favorite time of year. It's football season. So we'll have plenty to talk about tomorrow as we recap those games, as we preview the high school football games. There's going to be a lot of sports over the next several days. Uh, and hopefully it'll stay dry enough to where I can uh, enjoy the ones I get to watch in person. And hopefully it'll stay dry enough tonight that I can make it over to softball practice and do that for a little bit. That'll be fun. Um... So I've uh, been trying to get my buddies to get together on uh, this Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, to watch this Bears-Packers game. I've got uh, my grandpa's birthday party that afternoon, but I, you know, go home, put the kids to bed, and then dip off one of them to get together at, like, B-dubs or something. But they're kind of bailing on me saying they maybe weren't going to be in town or they had to work or something and got me thinking of what's my preferred way to watch a game um, it's hard to beat watching a game live in person especially if you're with people you uh, 
you have fun with anyway. It is hard to beat that sensation. I love the experience of a you know the tailgate before a college football game and going with, and then going to watch the game. Not with good friends and family. I do enjoy going to the sports bar to watch it with a group with a group of guys. That's always fun because uh, especially you know if it's a local game like a Bears game here or where we're at, if it's a Bears-Packers game, it's going to be everybody in there is going to be watching the game and uh, you know they'll all react together uh, whether it's positive or negative. Um, sometimes you got both fans of both teams reacting simultaneously, so that's always fun. Um, and then there's just the washing it at home alone on your couch. That's probably the least fun. I mean, I still enjoy it. I can uh, get as mad as I want, not to worry about what anybody thinks, except for my wife and kids. Uh, I get frustrating. I get told to calm down a lot. It's just a game. I know it's just a game. But I get into it. feel like a part of the team right, let me know what your favorite is how do you how do you best like to take in your football viewing experience uh, there's nothing better than just going out to a Friday Friday night uh, high school football game though you can't beat that anywhere all right that's it for section one here folks I'll get back with you here in just a few minutes peace Morris's and one more thing. And these are my thoughts. I was talking today with my uh, team leader at work, uh, who uh, here shortly won't be my team leader any longer. I'm getting switched to a different team, but that's neither here nor there. Um, he was concerned about this rain coming through because when it rains, he gets water in his house. In his basement, and he has a dewatering system in his basement. Um, that ultimately doesn't keep up with uh, the rate of water coming in a lot of times. So he was looking for a, uh, a second pump that he can we'll transfer pump so he can help pump some of that water out faster than what uh, his sump pump can handle. And excuse me folks. <coughs> Sorry about that. And so, best I can understand this dewatering system is they intentionally uh, perforate or something the foundation so that water can come in, and then they have a channel around uh, you know the outside of the house or the the hillside or I don't I don't know how it comes what what side of the house it's on if it's just the outside. Where in that channel is supposed to funnel the water around the outside of the, I mean it's inside but around the outside, you know, walls uh, towards where the sump pump is and then it pumps it out and then you can still have a finished basement or whatever and all the water stays in that channel. His problem is it, it doesn't flow very well towards the sump pump. His sump pump can't quite keep up 
and then uh, the water overflows over that channel or the little wall that keeps it where it's supposed to keep and then uh, into his into his living room or whatever into his basement and that just blows my mind I can't imagine a situation where someone thinks it's a a good idea to intentionally let the water into the house and then, and then we'll just divert it once it gets in here and then shoot it out the other side that doesn't make any sense to me that was one of the number one things we looked for whenever we were buying a house. It's one of the main reasons we didn't put a second offer in on the first house we looked at after the um, after our second after our first one got rejected. No, you, you got too much water in your basement. Uh, it says there's a trickle. That's the whole floor's wet. Um, my dad's house, growing up, it's just an old concrete basement. You can see different levels of foundation in there as there's different additions been put on and uh, you got enough rain there and water would like actually geyser up out of cracks out of the floor and we had a sump pump to keep up with it but I mean it'd be knee deep at times um, just you know when we got real big heavy rains just because not that it was intentional to come into that basement but it was more of a cellar than a basement anyway um, we did laundry down there that's all we did down there um, spider webs and just brick and concrete was all it was and uh, you know a lot it seemed like a lot of that floor was dirt floor anyway in there I mean there's no way you could even waterproof that basement so that you just knew that coming in but why would you have a finished basement um, that was intentional for water to come in I don't I don't understand it and then I really don't understand why you would have a system that can't handle a regular rainstorm. It just, it just blows my mind. Um, that's why you always build uh, on high ground, folks. But also, I had a geography, geology teacher, rather, in college tell me to always build on bedrock. That way you don't get, you know, these landslides, your house doesn't settle and all that. I don't know how far you got to dig to get to bedrock here. Probably not very far. But uh, I don't know how feasible that always is. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. We fortunately, sometimes we'll get water in our basement. Normally it's um, because the drains are backed up because of tree roots or whatever. But it, uh, there has been some, some water seep uh, underneath our floor. We have a floating floor in our basement uh, that's designed, you know, it's held up. It's like kind of like an egg crate. Um, you know, flipped upside down so where there's room to flow underneath the floor and the floor's built on top of that little egg crate or whatever, so um, a little bit of water does trickle in now and then um, but we got that dehumidifier going and we, we stay stays pretty dry down there. It's nice and even when it does, the only time you can see it is when you go into like the actual furnace room and see it going into the floor drain. Just, yeah, some people's designs are weird. Um, you know, they had the Frank Lloyd Wright was famous for having like natural features in his houses, and I remember, you know, there's a he was, you know, he was the architect, famous architect, but there was a house, probably more than one house he did, where there was a, a stream running through it. Uh, and I just now got to thinking, what. I wonder how that looked whenever you got a storm, like when the outdoor stream was 
uh, you know, flooded or whatever. <laughs> you just have a tor torrential rapid through your your basement or whatever it was. That just an interesting thought to think about there. That's got to be cool to have a to build your house and just have like a creek flow through the a lower level there. That'd be fun. A permanent water fixture that's just fed by the outdoors. Minnows and stuff floating through. Hopefully, you don't have any big fish. They probably get stuck at the the gate to get into the house. I imagine you have to have some kind of bars or something to keep large stuff from from getting in, and uh, you know, larger animals. I don't know. Again, just just stuff I think about. I don't know how my brain gets there, but it does. All right, we'll be back shortly with yet another random topic. Peace. Like, how am I going to do this? In the AFC East. AFC East. 
going to tell you the New England Patriots are going to win the AFC East. AFC North. That would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. AFC South. The Jacksonville Jaguars will be your division winners. And in the AFC West. At the Los Angeles Chargers. Over in the NFC. NFC West. That's the Los Angeles Rams. But your winners of the NFC South will be the New Orleans Saints. But up in the NFC North. That's going to be the Minnesota Vikings. And in the NFC East. The Philadelphia Eagles. But we've still got four more playoff spots to assign. In the AFC. In the wild card. That will be the Baltimore Ravens and the Houston Texans. And over in the NFC, securing those last two wild card spots will be the Atlanta Falcons and the Dallas Cowboys. And when your playoffs shake out, your Super Bowl participants for the 2018 season will be in the Super Bowl. What's that? Super Bowl. One more time, Nuno. Super Bowl will be the Dallas Cowboys against the Los Angeles Chargers. And the winner of the Super Bowl will be the Dallas Cowboys. Incorrect. I don't know. I didn't pick the Longhorns to go to the college football playoff. Duffy Robertson.